1: It's a lot easier than you think, and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You can just host your extra spare room. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com host.
2: It's brand new season two.
1: Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I'm Matt. And today we're talking about creating a dope side hustle. Dope.
0: just thought of how we haven't recorded at your house in a long time, man. And I miss riding over on the bike. You, you have like an edge up because you're all, you got the blood flowing and get your head clear. Whereas I'm just sitting at home, putting my girls down to bed and and the kid funk. Well, I know? think the best way to get you into it then is maybe a couple like face slaps for me. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> That'll get the blood flowing. I'd like it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Done. Next next podcast. We'll start off that way. I also wonder too, if we recorded earlier, if that would, if we would seem more alert. You know, like in the morning. Do you, do you think better earlier in the morning?
1: Yeah, but the tough thing is, man, we drink a beer. <laughs> like, we could have to go into work or do something the rest of the day and be productive. That's and, true. you know, anytime
0: you drink a beer before noon, it's just going to throw your whole day off. Yeah, and in America, it is definitely frowned upon to drink before noon. Uh, so I want to tell you one little life hack I did this week that for me has been
1: really helpful. And I learned it from our friend Andrew. And he keeps his phone on grayscale mode. And so I just gave that a try i switched my phone over in the settings to grayscale mode so my it looks like a black and white photograph essentially and uh for me it's actually made my phone a lot less visually appealing which means i want to look at it less and so it's been really helpful like, i don't want to look at facebook or instagram or any of that stuff nearly as much just because it's not nearly as appetizing it's so i'm using my my phone in a little more utilitarian way yeah as opposed to just kind of like binging out on stuff it's just been really nice to not
0: care about my phone nearly as much yeah, I've tried that. And you know, I kind of went back to color because I like the colors. <laughs> I think I mean, I am curious to know how much time I, I, I am actually spending, you know, all on my phone on certain apps, in particular, Instagram, because with f- photography, I'm on there a bunch uh, from with my company and doing things like that. But I tried it out maybe last year, I think. And yeah, I, I just switched back. I can't remember a specific reason. I think I just I was just kind of sick of it. I think for listeners out there who feel like they're on their phone
1: too much. Yeah. It's worth at least giving it a shot, right? Go into your settings. Try the grayscale mode. Uh, We have a friend, Matt, that we just ran into randomly the other day at a brewery uh, because that's where we run into our friends. (laughs) (laughs) And he had switched to a flip phone. Yeah. But apparently flip phones have gotten really expensive. And he dropped like $100 on his flip phone, which I'm not an advocate of. Yeah. We weren't cool with that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he switched to a flip phone and the odd thing was he said it wasn't necessarily because he was on his phone too much, but he decided to switch anyway. I guess it was going to save him money on his service, which doesn't make sense to me anyway, because there are a lot of really, really cheap cell phone services out there. But I love that idea, though. Part of me, you know, part of me has wanted to go back to kind of the pre smartphone days, just because I feel like it sucked up so much of right. my yeah. life, right? And my attention. And so this grayscaling thing for me is kinda of like that happy medium, right? I'm not going back to that flip phone where I can't, you know, access some of the articles I want to read or or, or whatever it may be. Or, you know, post a picture that my family and friends can can check out of, of my kids or the fun weekend that we had or something like that. But it does like help me put it down more and just not be as interested in the gadget altogether, which yeah, for me is a really, really good thing.
0: Yeah, I think I remember one of the biggest things about that being was that the notification colors didn't pop up, you know? And so you don't really see the little red dot, at least on the iPhones. I don't know what color it shows up on yours, probably like purple or something like that. But <laughs> like the notification, you know, whether it's just like, oh, you've got one new email or, you know, five new emails yeah. or whatever. And so it doesn't sort of stand out because that's sort of uh, the sort of red alert look. And you're like, oh, I got to answer that. Or I got I to gotta check that if you see it on your home screen. I do remember that not nearly fee- feeling the urgency to sort of check something in particular texts. So uh, yeah, I'd recommend that to folks. Give it a shot. See
1: if it maybe makes a difference for you. If if you're like me, where I, I feel like I'm even really conscious of it. Like it's something that I try to be thoughtful about. And even still, I feel like I'm on my phone too much. And and so, you know, there are a lot of people that just mindlessly do it and aren't even thinking about it. Um, and I'm trying to be conscious of it. But this is helping me actually do something about that consciousness and, and put it down a little bit more. So um, yeah. Yeah grayscale on your phone in your settings check that out. Uh Matt let's get to the beer that we're drinking today.
0: Yeah man that's right. Today we are drinking Tears of My Enemies and this is a beer by Monday Night Brewing. This is an Imperial Milk Stout aged in scotch barrels. So this is our second beer
1: from Monday Night. Boom. This and is going to be so good. They're the second return brewery and I think we've mentioned a couple times on the show that they're one of our favorite breweries in our state and locally uh, they're just super awesome and i'm really pumped about this because matt you and i both really like scotch 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 and it's really hard to find a beer aged in scotch barrels and this is and so i'm really excited to have it tonight
0: yeah and this beer specifically was donated to us by the guys over there at monday night and aside from that we've had the bourbon barrel aged version of this i don't know if you remember but it was fantastic so this one's i think it's set to be even better but I wanted to mention that. So thank you guys for uh, donating this beer to the show. We really appreciate it. And this bottle actually has this artwork. I guess it's watercolor. I'm not sure, but they're super cool. I mean, it definitely seems like it's hand-painted. I guess you can't tell if it's necessarily watercolor, but... Yeah, the artwork that they've been putting on the labels is really cool. They
1: all involve, uh, like, woodland creatures. <laughs> and yeah, for the most part. Yeah, they're just super neat. Um, okay, so, by the way, you pour this beer. It pours, like, a, a, a really nice uh, shade of black with like a a brown lacing at the top and i had a question for you looks fantastic the name of this beer is tears of my enemies so let's say that this beer actually was like the physical tears of your enemy matt (laughs) who whose tears would we be drinking tonight
0: oh dude i I got an answer for you is it possible for a bank to cry because i recently found out i was talking to my mother-in-law kate's mom and we were talking about banks for some reason because she was talking to me probably. (laughs) And she's recounting the story how they switched to a local bank last year, a couple years ago, because they'd had some issues, some fraud on their Wells Fargo account. Oh, we've talked about that before. I know. And specifically, uh, $500 had left their checking account and been transferred to a new account that they didn't open, but that was open in their name and the money was sitting there. And so they had gone in and were at, trying to figure out why this account had been opened. And the people were not helpful at all. She said they just kind of were looking at her. And it took them two or three hours in the middle of a workday that my father-in-law had to not be at work while they tried to figure this situation out. And I told her, you, you were a victim. <laughs> like That's why Wells Fargo was in the news. And that's why they had gotten fined was because they got caught opening all those fraudulent accounts in order to hit the quotas. right? And so the branch managers were basically pressuring the Uh, that what the tellers to meet the quotas to to get the new accounts opened and they all but said open up fake accounts behind people's (laughs) backs exactly because that's your job now and i had no clue that they were one of the victims of that terrible behavior uh that that wells fargo was doing so So specifically Let's drink to, you want to drink to, a well, yeah. to a well, Wells Fargo tier? We're going to say <laughs> these
1: are the tears of Wells Fargo, this beer from Monday night. Uh, and maybe they'll come out with a, you know, another different barrel-aged version of this that's literally called Tears of Wells Fargo. Mm,
0: maybe. That'd be awesome. All right. We'll see what we can do on that. Cheers, man. You know, before I sip it, I can smell that chocolate, that vanilla chocolate. Definitely get the vanilla, the chocolate. The coffee's a little, a little re- reserved on this one. It's there in the back, but it's almost like a clove. There's, it's almost got like this sort of warming like winter spice to it the uh the coffee it almost tastes like there's cinnamon in there yeah uh, yeah like cinnamon exactly. yeah i don't know if there is but Weird. it tastes like that i dig it though it's not
1: what i was expecting but man this is delicious and i'm getting just like a touch of that pd scotch but not not a ton
0: it's like just kind of there uh, like underlaying everything yeah. so i kind of don't like it as much maybe as the bourbon barrel aged version but the you know me man i like i like my scotch so uh this is fantastic. Yeah, I think if anything, like a little more time in some scotch barrels because I love
1: like when scotch comes through majorly in a beer. And and like we said, it so rarely happens that you get a scotch barrel aged beer. So I, I, I think maybe leaving this beer in the scotch barrels a little bit longer, we kind of do it well, but man, it's delicious. And the base beer in particular is so good um, on this one that I mean, there's just another home run for Monday night, I feel like. Yeah, thank you guys for donating this beer. All right, Matt, let's start talking about creating a dope side hustle. Yeah, you want to get into it? Let's do it. So there are a couple problems, Matt, that I think the side hustle actually really is the solution for. And the first problem is that people want to make more money. And in a time where we've seen wage growth stagnation, workers wanting to make more, and they just can't seem to make enough to get ahead. I think a side gig is one of those perfect solutions for people in that boat.
0: Yeah, man, absolutely. You know, unemployment rates are crazy low right now, which is awesome. But over the past even decades, like the real wage growth, uh, has been pretty flat and it's been stagnant. And and yeah, like you said, folks aren't able to really get ahead. And side gigs are the answer. Yeah, and another problem is that a lot of people lack the necessary skills in order to get
1: increased pay. So right now, there's a skills gap, and especially for some of the skills that the millennials are bringing in, the people in in the workforce that are a little bit older maybe they don't have some of those skills that they need. For instance, let's say video editing or writing, you know, some of these skills that are coming back in content creation that are important. A lot of older workers or middle-aged workers or even young workers that just are just not quite as adept as some of the young millennial workers at, at some of those skills. And so a side gig can kind of help you figure out ways to increase your skills that are sorely lacking for you right now in today's job market.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially if you're looking to kind of take that side gig and replace your nine to five and sort of transforming your side gig into your main gig. I mean, you can't beat a side gig to act as sort of this financial bridge to kind of get you there. Um, You get to sort of try out the waters a little bit while you still have a full time gig. And it's a great way to sort of figure out a new profession, a new position. Something that you may not be completely comfortable and willing to go in, you know, headfirst and quit your job. It's a good way to just transition to it. I think it's great. All right. So we know the problems, and let's talk about the solutions. How a side hustle
1: can actually go about serving you, helping you develop those skills, helping you uh, get to that point where you're able to make more money. Uh, And so one of the things I want to mention is in our country, kind of in our culture, a lot of the wealth ultimately ends up flowing to owners and creators in our society, and so having a side hustle, it provides you with a lot of skills, but it also gives you this ownership of something. And you become a creator in a way it, it, with many of these side hustles that we're going to talk about. And that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to start a business you know, based on that side hustle next year, you know, but it gives you all these options. And there are a lot more options in our society for people that own a business or that create something interesting and unique. And I just think that's a really good thing for people to aim for.
0: Yeah, man, that's right. I mean, and just like you said, like, it doesn't necessarily mean that someone's going to become like a business owner, but it gives you that option, right? Like you said, we're going to cover some, some side gigs, some side hustles that for some folks, they don't want to pursue being a business owner, you know, a small business owner, or have that become their sort of full-time job. You know, they might just be wanting to make some extra bucks, you know, say they got an accident and they're just like, well, I want to fix my car (laughs) and I don't have the cash on hand where I was just actually thinking about this. We were talking about phones earlier. My phone's still busted and I don't have the money set aside for getting a new one. So I'm just kind of limping along and little chunks of glass are falling out on my screen. <laughs> and eventually though, I'm going to have to set aside enough money to get that. You know, if you have a side gig, that's a good way to sort of supplement some of those, maybe some of those unforeseen things that you thought might come a year later. I thought I might replace my phone, but in fact, it's here now. But we're going to cover, I guess, more of those details the difference between one that you could sort of pursue as a long term uh, business and, and long term goal that you want to pursue versus one that is more a, a sort of like a current moneymaker. But yeah, so some pros, man. Uh, side hustles, autonomy, you have flexibility, and a lot of times you get to enjoy what you do when you have a side hustle. You know, like you don't necessarily go and try to pursue something that you don't really enjoy doing. For a lot of people, that's their nine to five. So why would they also do that on the side? Yeah, it's something that you don't enjoy doing. When- Kind of be more
1: like a second job, right? In my exactly opinion. right. And I think that's kind of the distinction that we want to make because you know side hustles become this popular term, you know, over the last you know decade or five years or whatever it is, and there's kind of some backlash to this term because some people say, well, a side hustle, that's just a second job, right? And ultimately, I think Matt and I would say there's something. Uh, different in the distinction between getting a second job to make more income, right? To cover basic needs or to, let's say you have a goal in mind to pay down debt in 12 months or 18 months or something like that. Getting a second job to make more money to pay for that goal, that's a great idea. That's completely fine. But a a side hustle to me, I think to us, it means a lot more than just that just to make some money, you know, working for the man, driving right. for Lyft, whatever it is, you know, in order to accrue some additional funds to pay down something. A, a side hustle is exercising some of the unique talents that you have or exploring something that you're interested in right now that could build on itself and turn into something more important for you, you know, in the long term. Yeah. So
0: so I think that's a, the big
1: distinction we want to make. Yeah. First, your second job and the side hustle.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Versus just say kind of going in and sort of punching the clock and sort of being a cog. A second job can sort of be like that. You're just not giving it much thought. It's not something you're you're mentally or emotionally pursuing. You're just, you're showing up. You're doing the deed, uh, and you're getting paid. And you know, and like you said, that's great if you're trying to pay off some debt, especially if you're trying to pay off some debt, or if you have a short-term financial goal that you're trying trying to to achieve. If it's something sort of long-term, man, there's better ways to approach a, a side gig uh, and a side hustle, and that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah, and another pro is that, you know, by having a side hustle like this, you can diversify your, your income. It's becoming more and more rare that somebody just has a single source of income. They just get their their check every two weeks. They've only got one employer and they've had the employer for 10, 20 years. That's just not the way things are going in this in our current labor market. I know our peers aren't only changing actual jobs every few years, they're even considering changing careers every you know every several years. And so our current generation isn't really subscribing to the, the model of sticking with an employer and writing that out in the same way that they're not only counting on that one employer for their full income.
1: Yeah, so it's really nice to be able to have like a little bit of side income right when you are considering changing jobs when you're maybe ready to jump ship to another employer or to another industry altogether it's kind of nice to have some supplemental income from something you do on the side and a side hustle can definitely pay off in that regard uh, some of the cons though of a side hustle if it's your only thing right it can be an unpredictable income depending on you know what phase where you're at in the development of your side hustle you might be making nothing you might actually be spending a little bit, bit of money in the beginning in order to kind of get that thing up and running yeah man you might be in the red That's right. So uh, it also doesn't have benefits like retirement contribution, matching and health insurance that you get from a traditional employer. Side hustles can also take up some time with family and friends. And that can be difficult when you're trying to get started and you're still working your normal 40 plus hour a week job. Right. But you're trying to get this side side hustle started. Well, if you've got kids and a family and stuff like that, it can really kind of take away from the time you're able to spend there. So you have to really be thoughtful about how you're doing it, how you're going about it, and what you're taking away from in your normal life. Because like Matt and I talk about, we want you to live a rich life now. Like Life is not all about work. And so if you are working your day job and then... Maximizing your time at night to to make the side hustle happen. Well, that might be okay if you're young and you don't have a family, but but if you're missing out on obligations that are really important and meaningful to you and while you're doing it, that could lead to some real hardships and and a lot of
0: resentment of that side hustle. Dude, you know what the solution is is to start a side hustle with your best friend? Yeah, so I gotta I gotta figure that out.
1: who would you do it with then let's 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 yeah i
0: wonder but for real i mean that's one of the things that we are enjoying with doing this podcast we're getting a little meta here but being able to have somebody that we can kind of bounce ideas off of and enjoy a beer while we talk about money you know our favorite things makes it all that much better. So yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. I, would,
1: I would tell people uh, to do something like a side hustle is the perfect thing to do with your best friend. Yeah. If, if you have a similar interest, you guys might both see a need in the market somewhere or something that you're both into at the same time. You can kind of pursue that interest in a way, whatever your interest is together or your wife or your husband, whatever that interest is that you share in common. It's kind of fun, even if it fails, right? And doesn't make you any money it's fun and you learn something and hopefully you have fun together with that person while you're doing it we're having a terrible time right now
0: but you know i still think it's a good idea that we do this it's terrible i'm joking obviously (laughs) (laughs) do you think you could start a business with emily i mean obviously you guys work well as a family team you know but yeah as far as business do you think you guys kind of complement each other pretty well from a business standpoint? You know, I, we kind of do, I feel like, with the rental income. And she mm-hmm. is actually
1: the perfect balance to me when it comes to that because uh, with with the rental homes, because I am kind of better at responding to the tenants, getting out there and, and fixing what needs to be fixed and talking to potential contractors. And she's perfect at making the deposits at the bank. Exactly. (laughs) Running the books, all that kind of stuff. I just kind of send her the documentation and she keeps the spreadsheets. I I wouldn't know how to keep a spreadsheet or make a spreadsheet to save my life. So, uh, so she does that for us. So we kind of already have that that side gig
0: uh, working together. Another suggestion is don't uh, see or view your side hustle specifically only as a second job, but instead look at it as a business. And then actually treat it like a business. It's not sort of like this hobby and it's not this thing that you're just kind of checking into. Like think of it, go into it with a mindset that this is whatever it is that you're doing. You know, say you're just cutting lawns. This is your lawn company. Don't, don't see it as just a way to kind of make a buck. If you go into it with the mindset of, I'm a business owner now, how can I grow my business? Certainly you'll find more ownership in it. You'll, you'll be more creative and you'll work harder. And I think in the end, you'll also just do a better job uh, at whatever it is that you're doing, yeah. So re- try to get into something that is potentially scalable and a business that
1: you could own. And the cool thing is, you know, building that business will teach you a lot and it'll give you more ownership, right? If you're treating it yeah, like a business as exactly. opposed to treating it like a way to make a few extra dollars. So if you go drive for Uber or Lyft to you know make some extra bucks, like we talked about to pay down a debt. That's totally cool to get a second job to do something like that. But it's not the same as creating a side gig where you are using your talents or something that you're interested in to actually build something for the long term. And so, Matt, a mutual friend of ours, Gary, he has an awesome example
0: of creating a side gig that turned into his full-time job. Yeah, so Gary started walking dogs and... Random stray dogs, right? Yeah, just, he'd see a dog and just like you need a walk. <laughs> <laughs> but he started walking dogs and started creating a business. Yeah, like neighborhood dog walking, right? Anybody who they're at work and they can't walk their dog during the lunch break, or people that were out of town, right? Exactly, and it will it expanded to that. And so folks were out of town, and he would meet up, and he would figure out exactly how they did things. You know, I've used them multiple times, and it turned into a full fledged business. Man, him and his wife originally were the only ones that were walking, but then it expanded to having multiple employees. And I, to be honest, I haven't talked to him in a minute, but I don't know if he even walks any dogs anymore. He just handles the business and has employees on board, they're freaking crushing it. They're doing an awesome job in at Atlanta. Whoa, doggy is the name of his company. And that's the perfect example of something that could be seen certainly right as just showing up. I'm just going to do this, make a buck, and I'm going to be done with it. Don't really care about the dog. Don't really care about the clients. I guess the clients are the dogs.
4: <laughs> ah, No, <laughs>
1: they're not paying the They're not
0: paying the fee. So but he took it a step further. You know, he went into it with that mentality of like, I could do this. How can I take this to the next level? How can I turn this into an actual business? And he, so he treated it like a legitimate business. And when he started treating it like an actual business and responding to people's texts and calls and emails in a timely fashion and started doing an awesome job, well, the word got around. And before you know it, everybody in the city wants him or wants his company to walk their dogs. I love that example, though, because oftentimes you hear walking dogs is something that a middle schooler can do. Literally, we've had middle schoolers show up on our at our, at our door knocking, just asking. It's like, do you have a dog to walk? I'm like, no, you're not going to just like show up and like walk my dog. I don't, I trust. don't know you. I don't, seriously, I don't know these kids, but they do it. And I kind of like that. They got gumption, right? <laughs> but I say that because it's something that anybody can do, but it not everybody will take it to the next level and treat it like an actual business. Gary has, and he's reaping the rewards from it. Yeah, I think that's a great example. So Gary built something right where he saw a need
1: and he saw a place like where he could kind of fill that need. And he started off slow, but then turned it into something that became ultimately his full-time profession. And then he's backed away from and other people are walking the dogs now. And I think that's so cool. Another thing I wanted to mention, Matt, so look at your side hustle to develop skills and potential resume material. So in the current world in which we work, some of those side gigs that you're doing, whether it's creating a podcast, writing a blog, developing those writing skills, taking photos and creating like a photo blog, you know, whatever it is, those sorts of skills can be so useful in our day and age uh, to a business, to the place where you currently work. And so I'll just kind of talk about something that I did for a little bit. I started a blog like six years ago, and it was just to kind of get my thoughts out about money and finance and how I handle money and how I live life. And it really helped my writing skills. But in the same time, I learned a lot about search engine optimization, which then became helpful to my employer. And I learned a lot about starting a WordPress website, which also became helpful to my employer. So I wasn't doing something that was detracting from my day job. I was learning a lot of things, the writing skills, search engine optimization, WordPress website development. I learned about all those things. And then those, those things that I then had a lot of knowledge about, I was able to translate into helping my employer asked for a new position, which came with more money. And and so it was basically because of that side hustle. I I learned a lot in self-development,
0: but I also learned a lot that was able to help me at my day job. Yeah, man. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. It makes me think of back when I used to work for the advertising agency I used to work for. Nobody knew how to do video. And my boss kind of came to me and said, Hey, do you know how to sort of set up multiple cameras and sort of put together an interview? And no was the answer. (laughs) But I said, I can figure it out though. And I need to After watching some tutorials online and setting things up, that was something that our agency was able to offer. A, because I felt equipped and and sort of empowered by my boss. But then it was yeah, something I learned on my own. It was something I was able to bring to the table to the agency and something that I still can sort of put to use now. I haven't. But yeah, it's sort of something, a little skill I got in my back pocket, you know? Yeah, it's really cool to think when your employer comes and asks you, hey,
1: do you know how to do this? Or do you know someone that knows how to do it? Developing... Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, like taking, <laughs> a huge opportunity exactly. say, right yeah. Think of that as an opportunity, not as like, a, oh, that's not my thing. But if you can take that as an opportunity to learn yes, a new skill exactly. and provide something for your employer, you're developing yourself at the same time and you're making yourself more invaluable, which can oftentimes lead to you know, another position or more pay in the job that you're currently at, which is awesome.
0: I love that. Awesome. We're going to talk about some specific examples of some side hustles and side gigs that you can do. But first, we're going to take a quick break.
1: Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances.
0: Or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way
1: I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. And now a word from the show sponsors at Betterment.
0: Save time and money and
1: provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to PolicyGenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's PolicyGenius.com. All right, Matt, back to the topic at hand, creating a dope side hustle. And we said before the break that we're going to give examples. So let's do that. There are some easy things you could do, right? You mentioned lawn mowing at one point. Pressure washing. There are all these like little things that you can do. You can learn a quick skill and build a business surrounding that one skill. Yes. Well, pressure washing specifically, I remember you've mentioned that before. That's something that you did back in the day, right? So it was something I did, but that was actually for me, the way I classify things, that was a second job.
0: So you were just punching the clock, earning a buck? Yep, exactly. (laughs) So that
1: was like an hourly wage or a per house that I got to pressure wash. Like I made a a flat fee, whatever it was. But what if you had purchased
0: your own pressure washer?
1: That was the thing, too. Yeah, I I, I thought about that at some point, but ultimately, that wasn't what I wanted to do. I wasn't passionate about it. I didn't care. Yeah, I think pressure washing sucks. (laughs) Yeah, it it sucks. (laughs) I didn't enjoy it. For me, it was everything.
0: Everything is wet.
1: Yeah. For me, it was literally <laughs> just a second job. I wanted to work in radio. And so I had to do something you know, before, before radio every day so I could actually make ends meet. And so pressure washing was it. It was like the highest wage I could make at that point in my life. And so I did it for a year yeah. um, while I was working in the job that I really loved. But that is a perfect example, right? That I could have done this and learned the skill and then translated it into my own business. So I think there's value to learning a specific skill while working for someone else and then kind of translating that into your own business.
0: Yeah. And what's so great about those examples too, like even cleaning someone's house, like these are things that anybody can do. It doesn't take a specialized skill. It doesn't require really any special equipment, I guess, except for a pressure washer machine. You can even show up with a sponge and a bucket from Lowe's, or maybe when you find on the side of the road with some dish soap and sh- start showing up at houses and washing cars. You don't even have to bring your own water. You just use their hose and there are all your expenses. You know? <laughs> yeah. To me, that doesn't like- require anything. and, and, you really could create your own business surrounding that model. Start hiring other people to do it. Granted, these are very, very simple sort of models, but it's as easy or it can be as easy as that. And they can scale these, yes, these businesses, exactly. right?
1: So you can take this car washing business. If you have an entrepreneurial mindset, you can go gung-ho on this business. And ultimately, you can turn it into your full-time gig by hiring other people out and scaling it. Yeah. And all it really takes is learning how to do something well, and then working your butt off and finding the customer, right? And so you can do that with kind of these basic things. so one thing we wanted to mention too, be wary of some of these app and platform-based gigs, right? Like Lyft and Uber, like those bird scooters, Amazon Flex. These are still gigs that require you to be a cog in that big machine working for the man, right? And it doesn't lead to anything bigger. There's no potential job independence when you work in this way. It's not really sustainable. These might be fine as a second job, right? Uh, Like we talked about, but they're not really what we're talking about when it comes to a side hustle. We're we're trying to talk about something that scales or finding a passion that you have or something that you are really good at and want to develop on the side. That's the kind of side hustle that we're talking about. Not just working more hours at another job to make a buck.
0: Yeah, man. A lot of those sort of apps and jobs are considered part of the sharing economy and the gig economy. They're, they're things that you just sort of show up to. It doesn't require much thought. People like them because they're easy. And again, we talked about this earlier, but if you just want to make a buck, then sure. That's something that you can you can sign up for. You can start catching birds, you know, charging, charging the scooters uh, at your house. It's an easy way to do something. It requires very little commitment. It requires very little brain space and creativity. That does serve a purpose, you know, that that there's a spot for that for folks that are just thinking, you know what, I'm not looking to create something completely new. I don't have the mental capacity or the bandwidth for that right now. That's maybe the only time that that sort of job might be good for those folks. When I hear folks that say, oh, I want to be a full time, I want to be a career Lyft driver. That's not what you want to do. Trust me, because eventually robots are going to be driving those cars. Right, right. (laughs) Or even as an individual, even though you might have a fantastic Uber driver score you're still beholden to that company. And if they start saying, oh, well, you're going to start making this much less every day. I don't, I don't even know how they get paid, but whatever the the percentage is, say Uber wants to start taking a bigger cut. They can't say anything. There's no union. There's no agreement that says that you can negotiate. Like Joel said, you're just a small cog in this sort of giant machine. And there's not a whole lot that you can do. That being said, there's side hustles and side gigs that are app-based or you know platform-based that could lead to something bigger. And these are sites like Etsy or WAG. So Wag's a dog walking service. And you might think, well, no, that's not going to lead to something longer. But if you know, if you can try out dog walking through this app and then think, wait a minute, this is something I kind of want to do. I really love animals. I love getting exercise. I love being outside. Well, shoot, why not? You can start your own business. And that's a great way to say, try out a new sort of side gig. And the same thing with TaskRabbit and Udemy. These are sort of frameworks that you can get involved with, right? You can become a task rabbit guy where you're maybe really handy and you're really good at hanging up picture frames or something. Or you're a teacher and you want to put an, an online course out there through the site, Udemy. Well, you can try that out. And if that goes really well and you know you might want to launch your own individual thing, well you you feel empowered and you feel prepared maybe to have sort of gotten through that initial phase of is this going to be something I'm going to enjoy? And then at that point, All right. Time to think of a name. What am I going to call this dog walking service? All right. I'm going to host online courses on how to program. What am I going to call it? That's when you start getting to that sort of creative energy. And and that's when it can lead to something bigger beyond just that specific job. And, And that's what, yeah, that's what we love so much. Yeah. It can take on your personality and the things that you know you care about. And so your
1: customer gets to know you. It's not then just generic service that they're booking something through. They're booking you, right? And your ideas and your energy. And that's really cool about yeah. what you can do with a side hustle. And so also, if you have a specialized skill, you can freelance with that skill, right? Consider a site like Upwork. It's great for digital gigs where all you need is a laptop, like website development, design, or writing. So if you have a specialized knowledge a great side hustle for you is to write about it or use it in service of other companies through a
0: site like Upwork. That's right, man. And another option is to dream up your own side hustle. It doesn't have to be something that already exists or where there's like an existing platform for walking dogs. You could decide, oh, I'm going to start my own composting company. I saw that recently uh, driving up the street, this big old truck. And I don't exactly know how it works, but it said something about composting. And I've never heard of that before. You know, This is a brand new industry. And evidently, it seems that people are wanting it. I don't Exactly. Again, I don't know how it works. Maybe I'll look it up. But yeah, think of something that appeals to you. You know, this might be the hardest uh, option out there, but it could potentially be the most rewarding, both financially and emotionally. Um, you could find it super fulfilling. And so, you know, things like starting a podcast, this isn't like the easiest thing to do. And we're not making money yet, but hopefully, maybe someday we will. And the same thing, though, with Airbnb and house hacking. it it takes a lot of money to get that first house where you put 20% down and you're going to consider renting out one of the rooms on Airbnb. But that could be something that could really pay off in the long run. Same thing with blogging, right, Joel? I mean, so you started that blog a, a, a while back. Did you immediately start seeing... Were you raking the money in? <laughs> <laughs> no. And actually, that's the thing too about blogging is it takes
1: years to really make any money from it. Uh, And and we've got a friend right now that just started a blog and it's awesome. I really like what he's doing, but uh, I just kind of told him up front, hey, it's going to be a while until you make any money off of this. So his blog is called You Can Man. He's a photographer. He takes great pictures and he's like super handy. So he wants to help people figure out how they can do some DIY projects around their own house. So yeah, I love his site and I love kind of what blogs can be. uh, But the thing is, it's going to be great for your skill development and then only in the long term will it potentially actually make you money and it's going to take a lot of dedication for those first couple years before you kind of start seeing the fruit of your labors so that's why i think side gigs are something that you actually probably need to think about long and hard before you jump in because it might be something that's going to be a labor of love for a long time before you actually start you know making it
0: into more of a potential full-time thing yeah man i think that is some great advice next We're going to talk about some practical tips and pointers. But first, let's take a quick break.
1: Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. They are committed to high ethical standards and even had to pass a
0: rigorous exam before they could become a CFP professional. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney for an extended 30-day free trial.
4: If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're a small business owner, listen up. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're actually choosing you. So focus on super-serving your existing customers
0: Okay, Joel, we're back now and we're going to talk about what to do next. So here is how to find the right side gig for you. Uh, The first thing you're going to want to do is get inspiration from the things that you love. This might take some brainstorming. Hopefully it's fairly obvious to you, but it may not be. But think about what you have a passion for, right? Figure out a way to create some income. Figure out how to generate income and how to create value out of something that you love to do uh, for, for those who want to pay for that. That is going to be one of the easiest ways to kind of constantly push yourself to do it because it's something that you already love to do. Hopefully it doesn't sort of smother the fire (laughs) and smother that passion that you have. But as long as you're having fun with it, man, I think that's the perfect way to kind of blend your natural talents with uh, also a way to make some income. Alright, so another thing, get vision from what you already do. If you're a teacher,
1: don't try and be a mechanic, unless that's randomly your passion on the side and you love you know, fixing your friend's cars on Saturdays and Sundays. Instead, think about maybe writing and putting that expertise to use. You know, my father-in-law is talking about starting a podcast because he teaches psychology, AP psychology in high school. Nice. And so, yeah, I think that'd be so interesting. People would love to hear his thoughts on what he's teaching. Yeah, that's awesome. And people love to use podcasting as another way to learn. So think about that and Ed. look to your unique experiences skills and knowledge that could
0: naturally align with the way that you're seeing people make money out there in the world you know what this makes me think of is the episode you got to invest in what you know competencies exactly yeah <laughs> find your core competencies right like we talked about in that, that was episode. that was the that was the key word competencies
1: Yeah. so just like we talked about in that episode use those competencies that you have developed well
0: over the years and find a way to make some income on the side uh thirdly you want to look for an opportunity in a market where you could provide a service or product uh, that doesn't yet exist. I think a lot of times opportunist or something, it gets a bad rap, right? Where someone's like, oh, you're taking advantage of a situation or oh, you're just a opportunist. I don't know if that should be the case because essentially what you're seeing is a need. You're seeing somewhere in a market where something can be provided where there's not currently a good product, right? So specifically, I'm thinking of, you know, over 10 years ago when Kate and I started our wedding photography company, we were looking for a specific type of photographer when we were getting married. And we just weren't seeing it. We weren't seeing, we couldn't find an affordable photographer who was approaching wedding photography with a photojournalistic approach. And we saw, we saw a need. And so we thought, you know what, this is something that we could do. Literally, we could do it. We know we could take pictures. Kate and I were both uh, enjoyed photography. And so we just tried it out. And for us, it was a side gig that quickly became our main gig. It's something we did, you know, on nights and weekends for a few months. But before we know it, man, it took off and it was something that we were able to pursue one hundred percent. And it's been my full time job now for ten years. And that was only something I was able to do because we were able to see that there is a need. We were able to see that there is an opportunity and we, you know, we jumped on it. We pounced. Yeah, so you got to be willing to pounce when you see that need.
1: And the other thing, don't be afraid to just try it out. Don't worry about the possibility of failing. You're going to fail on this small scale and you'll learn a lot about failing on a small scale. And sometimes doing it wrong the first time can be that best way to learn you might not realize that you enjoy writing until you do it and starting small can allow any of the mistakes that you make to also be small it doesn't matter if you make a mistake in your side hustle right because ultimately it's about learning it's about putting your skills to the test and it's about kind of finding that thing that you
0: truly are passionate about that you can ultimately grow into something bigger over time all right man let's uh let's let's get back to this beer so tears of my enemies so you mentioned uh, that we saw, we ran across a friend who was over at a brewery. This is, we're actually at Monday night uh, over on the west side. We're at the Monday night garage, and that's where we saw Stephen with, uh, with his uber hipster flip phone. $100 flip phone. <laughs> Sorry, Stephen. Frugal fail.
1: <laughs> yeah, but Tears of My Enemies, man. This was delicious. It's an uh, imperial milk stout aged in scotch barrels with chocolate, coffee, and vanilla. Uh, and that was awesome. I'm done with mine. It was really tasty. Oh, you beat me to it. That's why I roll guzzling those milk stouts. And thanks again to the fellows at Monday night for providing this beer. All right, Matt, let's give our quick final thoughts. So uh, again, I just want to reiterate the difference between a side hustle and a second job. And I think it's really important if you're thinking about starting a dope side hustle, you don't want to be thinking of it as a second job where you're going somewhere to work to make a little bit of extra money to pay for your lifestyle or to try to reach your financial goals sooner, right? You want to think about a side hustle as either developing skills for your resume at your current employer that you are interested in learning or to help you create a new income stream that can ultimately lead to becoming a full-time gig for you, or at least something that's a fun moneymaker on the side.
0: Yeah, man, that's right. So a good side gig can be... Like you said, anything that you're having fun with, that you are making a buck. But like you said, a better side gig, a better side hustle is something that's scalable. And what we mean by that is that it doesn't require you necessarily to be there in order to make that money. Right. And so if you're driving for Uber or Lyft or if you're slinging packages with Amazon Flex, uh, these are things that require you to be there and you're beholden to that specific company, what you want to consider are some jobs, some side hustles where you can sort of run with it. And ultimately, something where you don't necessarily have to be there. What would be ideal is if you had a, a job like, like we talked about with Gary. It's something that he started. He kind of figured it out. He, he laid the groundwork for it. And now he's got employees. He's got great folks that have come on board. And now they're the ones that are walking the pets. And, and he, I think he still handles a lot of the business aspects of it. But he's able to pursue other things that he enjoys now. Like partying in Cabo. <laughs> because <laughs> he makes that whoa doggy money no he actually is getting into uh, photography he i mean he does amazing architectural photography now which is super cool and yeah and that's probably another like side ex- gig that he's interested in yeah right? exactly awesome. exactly it takes me back to my roots maybe he's gonna expand it beyond what i've even done and he's gonna have a whole stable of photographers that shoots for him so yeah that's a great way to think about it you want to pursue side gigs that are something that might lead to something bigger that can lead to employment independence uh, and ultimately financial independence you know a reason that we talk about this is because we want you guys to have options and these are things that we're pursuing and so try to avoid pigeonholing yourself in a sort of a dead-end job that always requires you to be the one making the money
1: yeah and another thing is side hustle can take a little bit of time to figure out right it takes some trial and error it takes a little bit of failure ultimately you have to be okay with uh, with a certain amount of failure and you'll actually learn through your failures and you also have to be okay with it taking a little more time and you also have to be okay not seeing the results for a little while because the side gig can take some time to actually bring in those profits to actually feel like it's paying dividends so that's why it has to be something that you care about that interests you because a dope side hustle isn't necessarily going to start bringing in the bucks right away yeah man exactly We're talking about creating a dope side hustle. And Matt, this is our side hustle. That's right, right, man. We are having a blast doing this podcast. And guess what? We've hit over 100 reviews on Apple Podcasts. So if you have enjoyed this podcast, if you're getting value from it, if you would consider leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts, we would really appreciate it because... We're pumped to come in here and create this
0: content every week. And we're more pumped about the community that's developing around the show. Yeah, man. To know that we've basically got the best listeners out there and they are showing their appreciation, you know, by leaving the review, leaving a little rating there that helps us out tremendously to, to spread the word for folks who uh, haven't come across our podcast yet. So, so all of you listeners out there who have done that, man, thank you guys so much. So check out our home on the web, howtomoney.com. We'll have our show notes up there. They'll be ready for you. Joel, until next time, man best friends out best friends out
2: it's brand new season two